Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we start this episode, we would like to ask you to follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. And more importantly than that, we would love it if you gave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. If you give us a lot of ratings, we will stop asking you for them. And with that, today's episode is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 10, The Patriot, which originally premiered on January 17th of 2017. And as usual, here's our rundown of the episode. Mace holds a press conference for Daisy, celebrating her quote-unquote undercover actions until a sniper attempts to assassinate him. Colson and Mac escort Mace and the PR agent Burroughs, who is holding a mysterious briefcase, to the Quinjet, but it explodes mid-flight. Burroughs is flung from the plane. Oh, the plane exploded mid-flight, not the mysterious briefcase. Burroughs is flung from the plane with the briefcase, and others and the others crash land into the forest. There, they find ex-Hydra agents hired by the Watchdogs, who have recovered Burroughs' body. In the ensuing fight, Mace tries to get a serum from the briefcase, but it is destroyed and he's injured. Mace explains that he is not an inhuman, and he was given his abilities by a super soldier serum from the government to create a trustworthy, enhanced leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. After the rescue by Daisy and the and Robo-May, Coulson tells Mace to continue as the quote-unquote patriot, the face and political leader of S.H.I.E.L.D., while Coulson takes back command of operations, Robomay discovers her robotic skeleton from a wound and Fitz secretly begins studying Ada's severed head. Meanwhile, Ada and Radcliffe try to keep Humanae under control. All right. All right. <laughs> I, I know we try very hard to keep these under a minute, but so much happens. It's really hard to do that, especially when there's yeah. like four different storylines going on. It is true. Uh, how did I do? Not very good? Uh, I didn't time it, but I think so. Oh. I think you were a little over a minute. I, I, I think we both keep doing that. We go over. Yeah. Well, hopefully our fast facts will be faster. All right. On your left. Uh-huh. On my left. Got it. Your work is too slow. I'm sorry. We all don't have super speed. Oh, this isn't about super speed. This is about your turtle speed. You didn't see that coming? Go arbitrarily ask. You got anything else? <laughs> um, so I have something that I didn't actually look up to tell if th- I, if this is a fast fact. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say it and maybe we'll just discuss it if you think it's true or not. Um, so the bullet that Mace was shot by at the beginning of the episode, I think that was a Judas bullet like in Luke Cage that drilled into him. Um, do you think so? I 100% think so. Okay. Um, yeah, I thought that was a little callback. Or actually a pretty big callback to what's happening in Luke Cage. <laughs> yeah, that was a whole, a big old couple episodes of a plot point um, yeah. in Luke Cage. Because, yeah, I mean, it, it it sounded like it had the same thing. It drilled into the, the mm-hmm. podium, at least, and then it blew up. Um, yeah. Obviously, that was a crappier version because it couldn't go through that small wooden podium um, versus the one we saw mm-hmm. in Luke Cage was able to go through Luke Cage. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I think... I think it probably drills into whatever it hits first. Okay, so it hits something and then drills mm-hmm. for what it thinks is like three inches or, or however many, however much space it would assume to get into a human body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. So you oh. stole one of my fast facts. Good job. Yeah, I'm actually did. proud of you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, we've also got the title of The Patriot. It refers to Mace's name in the comics as the Patriot, um, who he was also formerly a, a Captain America. And he Mace was just patriotic because he wants to make America a better place for Inhumans. So, he's a Patriot. Good job, Mace. Woohoo! Alright. Yeah. 
And then, um, the, my last fast fact is Superhero Landing number, number 78. Unnamed bad guy, Mac and Mayor fighting, does a flip and does Superhero Landing. <laughs> Which, I know he's unnamed bad guy, and I know he has a bigger role, I just couldn't remember his name, and they don't reveal it here. Or else, because if he was really a, just a random guy, that is really weird. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they don't make a big deal about that, though. Strangely enough, about hey, that guy's got powers or something like that. Not everyone can do a superhero landing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true. Um, trying to think who who we've seen that doesn't have powers has done it. Um, I think we gave it to Black Widow in the Avengers. Yeah. I'm sure May has. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're and, right. We've definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think Bobby. Okay. Yeah. So basically, the combat oriented, or the heavily combat oriented, mm-hmm. uh, non powered people. Okay. Yeah. And this random bad guy. <laughs> well, I mean, I, we don't know if he has powers. <laughs> That's true. Um, given what I vaguely remember of where the storyline goes, I don't think so. But I also yeah, I don't, don't so remember either. too much of the story. But he has a facial scar, so that's almost as good as powers. That's powers. It's true. That's not unnamed. That's facial scar guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> superhero landing number 78, facial scar guy. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Moving on. Yes. Yes, okay. I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have a preference of where to start, Tony? Um, no, but I've got to say it. Move on to the heroes. Intro music time. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a goopy stalker type. But... All right. Uh, no, I don't. So wherever you want to start out. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I, the episode starts with face, so might as well start there. Sure. Okay. Um, all right. So a big part of this episode for May specifically is following that briefcase. Um, mm-hmm. They, they kind of make a big deal about the briefcase at the beginning of the episode, right? Mac and Coulson are talking. I think Mac is the one who brings it up. Like, hey, you ever curious why he doesn't or why that briefcase is always around? Um, this feels like one of those random things that they just kind of threw in in Agents of Shield. Because, like, I'm so used to things building up over time. And, like, yeah. like normally I, I would expect something like Mac would mention that three or four episodes previously. Um, but instead, it's just like mentioned once this time, and then we get the full story behind it. Um, and I meant to actually look for that this time around, like rewatching these episodes, and I don't remember seeing the briefcase. Uh, now, I wasn't looking for it at all, so I don't know. Tony, did you notice the briefcase in previous episodes? I, or? I did not notice the briefcase, although thinking about now, we've had him one time in public, and we saw it through the cameras, right? When he made the announcement of Shield being back, yeah, you're right. Uh, I guess there was there there was like two episodes ago, um, that mid season finale, where he goes and publicly welcomes Daisy Johnson back into Shield, but um, he was probably already juiced up. No, he, we know he was because he was yeah. doing stuff. So okay, hmm. okay, yeah. But I agree, you're right. This is something they're getting sloppy. Shield, come on, guys. Uh. <laughs> Come on, four seasons now. You you gotta you're hitting your stride. This is one of the best seasons. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe it's because they don't worry about setup as much. No, that's not true. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, yeah, definitely not true. They, they they have a lot of other setup throughout the season. Yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff's going on. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's true. He, it's easy to miss things. That's fair. All right. Uh, talk about missing stuff. Or having really good aim. Um, I was kind of obsessed with the fact that he pulled out two serums and those bullets hit both the serums. Are those people really, really good aims just hitting the serums or really bad aims because they're not hitting mace? <laughs> uh, so, 
So you're talking about towards the end when he's trying to get the serums out of the uh, briefcase and that random watchdog guy just shoots them both? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I don't remember how close he was. Was he Was he pretty close or was he far? I, I think he was pretty far because he's like he's running to get it. And then it's like you don't even see the other guy. It just gets blown out of like his or the glass part gets shattered before he injects himself twice. And then the guy comes up and shoots him in the ass. <laughs> okay. I think he shoots him in the leg, but close enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, usually when that, that sort of thing happens, that's usually like, let's force the um, this plot line or the storyline that I want to see. At least that's how I always interpreted that from like the writers. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, we need this to happen. So this person is going to shoot both of them. Well, all right. When throughout the rest of the episode, that one person doesn't hit anything, which by anything, I mean any of the main characters. Yeah, the Stormtrooper aim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember I was trying to figure out like his backstory, and I couldn't yes. remember it. Mm-hmm. I was like... 75 to 80 percent sure that he was wearing a super suit like under his clothes <laughs> oh that's what you thought okay this yeah. this i remembered and i don't know why okay <laughs> hey it makes more sense if he's the next captain america yeah that's true i mean that's basically what happened in the comics yeah yeah so he tells the story of his, his backstory essentially right so the um where he was at the the bombing of the UN in Vienna, and he was just trying to get out. He he just you know fleeing like everyone else, and he trips and someone takes the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so earlier in the season, him and Simmons were talking, and she hinted at that she knew exactly what was going on. How did she know? Like what what did she know? I'm trying to figure that out. I, now. Didn't, I didn't even think about that. Maybe she, maybe she knew that woman on the ground in Vienna, and she's like, he totally tripped. He didn't even know I was there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, that's possible. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah. the only thing I could think of was maybe Simmons can tell that he tripped by his body language or something. That, that's all I've got. Yeah, because it's not like um, in this episode she gets clearance. And can find out about the fake um, power. Or, I mean, the source of his powers. They are real, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so I don't know what she knew or what she thought she knew. Maybe she maybe she thought the wrong thing the whole time. <laughs> oh, that's, that's hilarious. I mean, I kind of hope it's that. Uh, she thought he was... Well, he's a patriot, and he's a new Captain America. Maybe he was collaborating with Bucky, or faux Bucky, because he's faux Captain America, so he's collaborating with faux Bucky to bomb Vienna, and he's the one who's responsible for the bombing. And that's why she doesn't trust him. I mean, it would make sense why she doesn't trust him, but... Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think that's it, though. <laughs> okay, maybe that's a little extreme. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and then the episode ends with uh, Mace basically wanted to give up the job. He's like, "All right, fine. Here, Colson, mm-hmm. you you take over. I'm I'm done with this." Like, um, I, that feels a little extreme in, in that sense. Um, I'm glad Colson had the good idea to say, "No, no, no. It's it's okay. You do the boring stuff. I didn't like. I'll I'll keep doing the the stuff I'm good at, which is kind of nice." Co chairs co-leaders of shield in that sense yeah i don't know if, i don't know how much they're co-leaders i think colson's <laughs> leader and um he's the face <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh yeah that makes sense um especially and i'm not going to get into it too much but next week talbot figures that out like immediately <laughs> yeah so, so yeah um talbot's not as dumb as his mustache would lead you to believe that's true. I, I get thrown off every time. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I ha- one more thing I have for Mace mm-hmm. is as we we talked, Mace is the worst version of Captain America. So when he's bluffing, um, saying that he's got the cure in the case and he pretends like he has the strength, he has a worse version of Captain America's catchphrase. He says, I can go toe-to-toe all day, which is the worst version of I can do this all day. It's just too wordy. It's obvious <laughs> ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I completely missed that. <laughs> so yeah, just in closing, Mace is worse than Steve Rogers. In case anyone was curious about that. But to be fair, he was actually at Vienna when the cords were signed, and Steve was not. He was at a funeral. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so just on a side note, since we're talking about him being the worst version of Captain America, or like slightly less, yeah. I decided just for the hell of it to see what um you know what what his height was like maybe he's like an inch shorter or something mm-hmm. and it would have been great if he was unfortunately him and chris evans are the the same height six feet oh <laughs> i wonder if that casting did that intentionally <laughs> they they had someone else they really wanted but that person was six two so they decided yeah never mind it's true it's true um it's curious it makes me think about uh we know from that Super Bowl spot almost a year ago um, that there will be a new version of Captain America that is not um, uh, Falcon in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I'm wondering, I'm hoping that they'll reference this guy or he'll just be a real crappy version of Captain America too. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I guess I missed part of that um, in in that trailer where the new Captain America. I I thought Bucky was new Cap. I thought that's what they were going at. But um, you see a shot Sorry. of like at a football game or something where they're introducing the new Captain America. And you just see his back, but it's a white guy. Oh, okay. Also, I want to rephrase myself. I said Bucky. I meant um. Uh, uh, I keep wanting to say Falcon. I can't remember the character's name. Uh, um. Oh god, I feel bad because I don't know. <laughs> I remember the actor's name, Anthony Mackie. I can't remember the character. Uh, yeah, Wilson. Sam. Uh, Wilson. Sam. Sam. I knew okay. it started with an S. <laughs> I was like, it's not Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking Wilson, and then I wanted to go with Wade Wilson. Like, nope, that's De- or that's a uh, Deadpool. Uh, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> very, very different. <laughs> I thought when you said Wilson, they were, you were talking about the volleyball. So I was way <laughs> off too. Ah. Uh. Anything else about Mace? Or... Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, well, since we're talking about Mace character, let's. I, I, I guess the other characters around him. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about Coulson next, and maybe Mac and, and that. Yeah, I've got Coulson and Mac together. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about them right now. What have you got? <laughs> um. So they're using icers on obvious bad guys. Mm-hmm. Um. This is completely obliterating our theory of they only use um, icers on people who could be good. Because they use real live ammunition on good guys sometimes, or potential good guys. Now, I to be fair, really quickly, I just want to say, while that's our theory, that's kind of like what we've kind of sort of gone with. But I still think that they just flip a coin and that's the ammo that they use. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're talking about at the end, or toward, like when they're actually fighting the, the watchdogs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess that's a good point, because they were using whatever ammo or whatever weapons that they had on the plane. <clears throat> Which, I guess, maybe the plane only had the icers. I guess. That seems very unlikely to me, but I guess... I agree. It it does seem very unlikely, <laughs> but yeah. I guess, oh, okay. All right. I, I have a storyline idea. Okay. Um. Right. So because where they were before all of this happened, before the plane went down, they were at a you know highly publicized press event, right? So mm-hmm. if someone attacked and they needed to fire, um you know, indiscriminately into the crowd. They wanted to be able to do that without actually hurting random people. 
That seems fair. <laughs> and they just still had those weapons and that ammo on them. So like, well, okay, I guess we'll just use these. Yeah, but they don't fire indiscriminately because, or else they would be shooting at the sniper guy that Daisy apprehends. <laughs> You're right. Okay, I'm out also, of ideas. there might, uh, there might be a, a like accomplice on the ground. They should just ice the entire crowd just to be safe. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's probably what Mace was thinking, and it's a good idea. <laughs> Coulson took over like very quickly. <laughs> well, I mean, Mace had a. Uh, a Judas bullet shot at him, and the way he threw it, he obviously knew it was going to explode. And he just threw it towards the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little up in the air, but yeah, you're right, in the direction of where the crowd yeah. was. <laughs> I mean, if my understanding of gravity is correct, it would have hit someone in the crowd if they weren't scattering. <laughs> and still, it might have hit them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, a better strategy would have been to throw it through the doors behind him, like assuming no one was in that building or less yeah. people were in that building. Um, this makes me think. Mm-hmm. Shield is aware of Judas bullets. Mm-hmm. And they did not intervene in Harlem when Luke Cage stuff was going down? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is accurate. All right. I mean, we, what we probably missed, right, was, remember during the season premiere mm-hmm. of this uh, season, um, we find out that uh, Coulson and Mac have just spent the past, I don't know, some number of months looking for Inhumans. Um, so what probably happened was at some point they went and looked into these reports of a guy in Harlem who is bulletproof. And they're like, well, let's go talk to him, um, who was... That's right. He was arrested at the end of the season. So that made it really easy for them to go talk to him. And maybe they did like a blood test or an eye test or whatever <laughs> to get his DNA. <laughs> yeah, oh, saliva. Maybe saliva. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, and then they found out, oh, okay, he's not inhuman. He just has power some other way. So I guess he doesn't have to sign the Sokovia Accords. And then they left. So that's like, they just didn't make that an episode, is my assumption of what happened. Yeah. Because, yeah, definitely the Sokovia Accords doesn't matter. You have to be inhuman to su- or an Avenger. Those are the only people. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, it, okay. They don't care about Spider-Man. <laughs> that's, uh, that's true. Well, okay, all right. So I don't think the Sokovia Accords matter for powered people doing stuff with their, like vigilantes because... Like we, we, we talked about this a little bit during that Yo-Yo Slingshot uh, YouTube series. When mm-hmm. when she signs it, the like some of the text on the screen and I think some of the things that Mace said um, implies that the only reason or the only reason she has to sign it is because she is using her powers for what is essentially a government entity and they want to have supervision over something like that. And so I think that's what it is. At least that's what I have in my head. I we've talked about Sokovia Accords so much. Uh, it's going mm-hmm. to keep coming up. Mm-hmm. I disagree with you because after um, both Scott and Clint uh, use their powers for not Sokovia stuff, they're put under house arrest. Well, and um, and mm-hmm. Luke is a hero of Harlem, so he's doing vigilante stuff. So. Well, I, uh, so I think the problem with, with your argument is you forget, well, two things. One, um, Hawkeye doesn't have powers. He, he's just a guy with a bow on a floating <laughs> island. <laughs> as, a, as a person who has a bow literally within arm's reach, I, um, I disagree with that remark, but continue with your um, statement. You, you, you think you have superpowers because you have a, a bow? I have as many superpowers as Clint Barton does. (laughs) How many arrows do you have? I have four. All right, that's good enough. Um, (laughs) And then the the second thing, which I think is more important to the reason why those two ended up under house arrest, is because they joined Captain America and literally destroyed an airport. Yes. Yes. I think that's the the big one, the destroying an airport part. <laughs> so, is it, are you saying there's a, like a property value? Like, because Luke, 
I want to say in that final battle between Luke and um, Diamondback, uh, they destroyed a good chunk of public property. Yeah. So there's like a monetary value (laughs) before you get arrested. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Uh, I mean, Luke was arrested. Never mind. Luke was arrested. He was probably charged with breaking Sokovia Accords. I guess that's true. I thought he was arrested to finish up his original sentence. He was, but that does not mean he, they didn't charge him with other stuff later. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, so it's entirely possible that this happened later. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's just completely ignore the fact that Jessica Jones is also a, an incredibly known popular person. Yeah, yep. very popular person with powers who shows up on the internet a lot in her later seasons. All right. And um, um no, not... Uh, or slight spoiler for uh, Iron Fist. He literally tells everyone he knows he's the Iron Fist. So, oh, yeah. He's like yeah. Daisy in season three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's just go- like where she goes around and tells people, hey, I'm an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> yep. The, the secret organization no one should know about. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> All right. Well, I guess we should stop talking about Luke Cage and get back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. That's fair. Um do you have anything else for... Were we talking about Coulson? Or was Coulson, Coulson and Mac? Mac. Okay. <laughs> um, I got real happy when Coulson... Or when Mac called Coulson Sir. Because now he's back in charge. Oh, yeah. I, I had a note for that, too. Like, the the second he loses faith in Mace, um, he goes back mm-hmm. to calling... Basically treating uh, Coulson as the director. He like He just ignores Mace, and he looks over at Coulson and says, What's the plan, sir? Like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's fair. Mm-hmm, yeah. Also, I bet Mac was looking forward to that because he's not too comfortable with powers as much. And I, you know, I can test that Colson has powers because of his arm, but Mac gave him those powers. So <laughs> it's fair. Or at least he made it possible for him to have powers. So he's cool with it. <laughs> I guess that's true. Although I thought Mac was okay with powered people because, um, because Daisy is his partner and she has powers. Like they were part of all of season three. He's okay with it. He's okay with powered people he knows. Mm, okay. But he's still not comfortable with the weird stuff. Mac will never be comfortable with weird stuff. <laughs> That's right. Like robots. Yeah. And so many other things that we'll get to eventually. Mm-hmm. Yep. But this but season, still well, is usually robots. Time. Yep. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Right, well, I'm, I'm out Coulson of and Mac. Okay, yeah, same here. We we went over all of my notes for them. Um, all right, so where do you want to go next? Um, Fitzsimmons had their own separate story lines, also. Um, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, do those mm-hmm. next. All right. Uh, so I only have one note about Simmons, actually. Um, so one of the things that she outlines, and she says this specifically to Talbot, is that. Now that Mace is uh, unknown, like they don't know where he is and they're trying to find him, uh, someone does need to be in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? There, There is a mm-hmm. chain of command. And apparently she is second in command of the entirety of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because when Mace is gone, she's supposed to take over. So, like, she's higher up there than we thought. Like, that makes a lot of sense, like some of the security stuff that she's going through. Um, it also um, makes me think less of her from that episode earlier in the season when uh, Simmons goes into that uh, apartment that Daisy got for her. But, you know, Simmons decides to go into this very obvious trap um, knowingly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if she's second in charge of all of S.H.I.E.L.D., or second in charge on this base. Are are there still other shield bases? Possibly. That's a good point. I mean, I assume there are other bases. There, there have to be, right? I, I assume that whatever other bases weren't basically destroyed during mm-hmm. when the last time shield fell, um, those are probably in use. But I guess we never see them. So there's only the playground. And maybe possibly something in LA. Um, we're not sure about oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, pretty sure, because they went, and that's what they hacked into, right? Or 
Yeah, gave the thumb drive to that one agent. Yeah. 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 Oh, and I know right. there's okay, a yeah. there's a third base which will not be revealed till next season. That's true. Yeah. Which I'm actually looking forward to because I, I don't remember the backstory on that at all. Like, I'm, 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 it's probably like a one one liner thing. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they better have a backstory because I've been confused about that base for a while. Like <laughs> the last couple of seasons of Shield. But we'll talk about that later. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I have uh, one other note for Simmons. It's just um, I love whenever she brings up that she was uh, she worked for Hydra, <laughs> and the fact that they pulled out Ada's head to prove that um, she ripped this person's head off. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I mean that that's all I have. Just Simmons being <laughs> badass. Yeah, her her really cool um I don't want to say torture skills. It's uh cuz she she didn't hurt him at all. It was uh, intimidation skills. Yeah, there we go. Intimidation. Interrogation is probably the more generic phrase, but yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm I'm out of notes for Simmons. Um, yeah. Uh, should we just go to Fitz? Yeah, sounds good to me. Um I like Fitz's convictions that he still says is his mistake was not telling Simmons, but helping to build a potential murder bot is not the problem. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, considering what it ended up being, yeah, there's a lot of horrible stuff that, that happens with, you know, a murder bot, but Uh like, the original goals seemed really good, right? I mean, being able to send someone into a horrible situation without the loss of life, uh, that kind of stuff. Like, there's a lot of good stuff that comes from murder bots, unfortunately. I agree in theory, but in a <laughs> world where Ultron happened less than a year ago... Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> or maybe a year and a half ago. But still, <laughs> relatively recently... You calm down on the robot building. At least the sentient ones. Or potentially humanoid. Yeah, that's true. Definitely get rid of sentience. That's that's something you, you want to not have in those robots. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I've, I've got nothing else for Fitz. <laughs> yeah. And Fitz is helping Ada's head. Who is still alive. Yeah, I wasn't entirely sure how it's powered. Um, So that was interesting, but eh, okay. Yeah, I mean, come on. Even C-3PO had to be attached to his body before his head came back on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Which probably has like a bunch of mini batteries in different parts. Yeah. So like, like if her arm comes off, the arm can slowly walk back to the body and then she can pick it up and reattach it. Yeah, except for we know that's not true. Because she has the power source that was from her heart that we saw earlier. Oh, yeah. Plus, she's supposed to, like, actually feel pain like a human, in a sense. So <laughs> she would probably be in too much pain to reattach an arm. I don't I don't know how much pain you're in when you lose an arm, but I, I imagine it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, also, she lost her body. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's that's ahead. right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe... I will say actually though when you lose your body you actually don't feel that much pain because you're done that's true you've only got like what five six seconds left yeah and there's right. more shock and terror than actual actual pain mm-hmm. yeah alright that was it for Fitz <laughs> yep let's, let's end our conversation on Fitz and his terror pain scariness i i don't i I wanted to go somewhere with a joke there but i just didn't have it so tony where do you think we should go next um i guess go to daisy okay yeah i completely forgot about her i don't have any notes for her oh okay (laughs) um my first thing was i guess this type of announcement is the exact announcement that uh peter was supposed to get in homecoming Mm -hmm. it's like welcome 
you've been doing all this illegal activity, but it's okay because you've been secretly working for the Avengers, or in this case, Shield. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's probably exactly what that end would have been with uh, with Stark and that whole press conference. Um, but again, I don't know if it counts as illegal because we never see the results of non-government type vigilanteism in other MCU related things. Yeah, that is true. Also makes me think, um, is, and I know we'll talk about this in the future, the far future. Is Nick Fury still, still part of shield? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Hmm. So you're, you're saying like right now, I, I would assume that while he's probably not a part of S.H.I.E.L.D., he's probably moved on to other things and is probably brought in to do consulting type of things here and there. So So do you think that um, Fury or Skrull Fury is working for S.H.I.E.L.D. or another government agency? I don't think so. Um, So it kind of feels like the impression that we get in far from home is that he's just kind of doing whatever and he has his own network of spies um and he probably has access to resources within governments like maybe he'll do some stuff or maybe he'll like show up randomly and be like hey um this thing looks weird i'm gonna go look into it i'd like some supplies i'd like some help from you like i Mm -hmm. imagine that would make a lot of sense um but like you know when we see like Nick Fury's operation, like we see him and he has some squad in the canals in, uh, you know, in where were they? Italy? Uh, uh, Venice. They yeah. Venice, Which is in Italy. Yeah. Okay. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> and a country. Um, so yeah, like, like we see a handful of spies and people that do work for him. Um, and funnily, fun, funnily enough, um, I'm actually not sure. I'm a little curious if those people were scrolls also, because when uh, when we see the uh, the glasses, I forget what were the glasses called. Um, AI Edith, Edith, that's right. Even um, dead, I'm the hero. <laughs> that's right. Um, uh, so what was it? Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, so even through the glasses, through what Peter Parker sees, like it doesn't say who any of those people are. It, it's all like classified um, for stuff. So, but anyway, that's a completely separate uh, conversation for later. Um, yeah, I don't think he works for any government organization. Maybe with from time to time, but definitely not for. Okay, so in the end, Peter Parker could or could not be breaking the Sokovia Accord since we're unsure of everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And maybe the Sokovia Accords just go away at uh, at some point in Phase Four of the MCU. It'll be a one liner. Someone will say something. Be like, "Eh, all right, that's gone." Or maybe um, Stark changed that when he snapped everyone back. <laughs> yeah, other things on his mind. Um, <laughs> I would assume that. Um, We'll get an answer one way or the other in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. We definitely will. Yeah. Because, like, that's the best place to get that answer. God, I hope we get a direct answer in there. (laughs) Please, please. (laughs) I mean, very soon. It just doesn't matter anymore in S.H.I.E.L.D. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. All right, um... So we're still talking about Daisy in this whole time. <laughs> oh, good. All right. I forgot. <laughs> um, anything else you have for her? Uh, no, I've, I've got nothing for her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got nothing else. She does. I think my only note was she does a good uh, stage whisper with Robo May when they're interrogating that um, watchdog guy. But yeah, nothing of yeah. substance, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, I forgot that she had other scenes past the first one because I, I didn't remember her yeah. <laughs> being in the episode much. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Um, question. Um, mm-hmm. Robo May. Are we? Robo May so hard. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where to put her. Real May gets a little bit of a scene. I don't know about Robo May. I guess we'll talk about May right now. We, 
do, do we want to just talk about both maze separately? Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess she doesn't do anything villainous, Robo May. But we'll we want to talk about May first for her one scene. He, yeah, sure scenes. for her one scene. I mean, I I only have like the the one line. Like, hey, it looks like she got out. No, she didn't. Oh well. Yeah, uh, she tried. Um, it reminds me of uh the Matrix. Um, Agent Smith, aka Red Skull. Uh, talks about the first time they built a matrix and made it happy for everyone, and then people rejected it. That's exactly what's happening here. <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. I, I bet they're probably like using her own body to power it too. Probably. I mean, that's what <laughs> Ada uses her body to power herself. Never mind. Bad argument. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, that that was my one note, like the Matrix. So uh, <laughs> I've got nothing else for real May. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's caught, almost killed by Ada. I actually do like that she's not completely unconscious the whole time. You see her fighting, at least a little bit. Or actually mm-hmm. a lot of it, because that's what May does. Yeah, that's, that's true. Non-stop fighting. <laughs> yeah. Quite honestly, May was the worst one for them to target for... Um, sedating. <laughs> um, probably true. I'm trying to think about it because, like, I'm thinking of different characters. Like, because would they? Would anyone else have gotten out of the framework quickly? Right? Because this was like the one mm-hmm. time that she got out, and afterwards they they figured something out to try and kind of keep her in there. Sorry for spoilers for next week, but um. I'm wondering, like, would anyone else have woken up from this relaxing dream state? I think of the main shieldies, mm-hmm. all the female characters would have gotten out. I think <laughs> Daisy doesn't trust anything. Yeah, Simmons would see the mistakes in it, like the logical fallacies or whatever. Yo-Yo would try to That's true. run. She didn't recognize Ada as an android immediately. Yeah, Yo-Yo would try to, and Yo-Yo would try to like run faster than May would, and probably reach the end of the program. <laughs> I could see that. Maybe not Coulson, but he accepted only Tahiti. because whatever they put him in. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Huh. Whatever they put him him in might remind him of Tahiti, and that's he already right. has some experience with that. That's fair. But everyone else, oh, definitely, yeah. And yeah. and going back to it, Daisy, probably the worst one to have taken, because she actually can take on Ada. That's true. Mm-hmm. I guess, logically, if you look at, I mean, if you just look at the female characters, I don't know why Radcliffe would, but if you just look at the female characters, I guess May's the best one, because she's also... She's not too analytical, and she doesn't have superpowers. Yeah, that's true. She's also, like, she's the heavy hitter, right? Like, she's the one you you need to plan to take out first, because yeah. she will be a problem if she's left on the board. Yeah. Oh, she's a problem no matter what, apparently. Okay, Roma May. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, hey, I don't have any notes for Robo May. All right. Oh, um, I have I have a few. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. All right. What have you got? <laughs> um, we see her um taking moves to get higher clearance when Mace is missing. So, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably working towards um, uh, whatever Radcliffe programmed in her. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, a big clue that Max should have gotten. Was uh, May uses or Robo May uses a shovel when helping Mac, but real May would have probably not used a weapon. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I mean, going back to season one, when she says if, if she needs a gun, she'll take it, and mm-hmm. she probably would have just taken that guy's gun and, and used it. It's true, or or not. I, I don't know about that. She she has a tendency to just knock someone down, although at the same time, after knocking that guy over with the shovel, uh, he uh or like after the fight ends they they walk off and the the camera does kind of pan on that saw blade that was like mm-hmm. flattened or chipped or, or something um 
because of her, you know, super heavy robo body. Yeah. Um, if only he had looked around just a little bit, he would have. He, he might have noticed that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or else he would have thought, because uh, May is bleeding, or Robo May is bleeding. He could have thought she hit it at an angle and bent the saw and just cut herself a little bit. Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay. Yeah. But because of the saw, she sees her robo insides and know yeah. her true robo heart. <laughs> I feel like I'm from Futurama because I'm saying robo every three seconds. Yeah, well, you might be. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I might be uh, 980 years early, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh all right. Uh, anything else for any of the heroes? Are we done with the section? No, I think we're done. All right. Cool. That only took most of this episode, like mm-hmm. every other like Agents of Shield one. Yep. Okay. <laughs> it's just so many. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll um, pay some bills. Let's read a, a, a message from our sponsor. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so Stark Raving Hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration. The chair. Tony, uh, we're both getting up there in age. Uh, what's one thing that you are just not able to do well anymore that you just flat out hate doing anyway? Um, my uh, backflips. <laughs> That's my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Moving stuff, you know, rearranging furniture, moving to a new home, lifting a sofa with one hand so you can sweep underneath it. A lot of people are using certain supplements to work around their body's new limitations. But, like Nugenics, those don't work. The only thing that does work is power juice, and it works immediately. Your your order will arrive in a biometrically locked briefcase. Please remember to recycle. Then, whatever... Then you can just do whatever you want to do for the next two hours. Tell people you're an inhuman or race a greyhound. The dog, not the bus. You you won't beat the bus. Use promo code MCU Rewind to find to have your first order hand delivered by someone with the briefcase handcuffed to their hand. And see a doctor if anything lasts more than four hours. <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah, anything. I I don't not to badmouth our sponsor, but if I can't run faster than a Greyhound bus, I don't understand the pur- the purpose. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they need a, a reason to improve, right? So this is version yeah. one. Let's see what version two and three do. It's, I mean, that's, that's basic product development, I assume. That's fair. So we'll see what happens next year. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the villains. <laughs> All right. I ask you, to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. The hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. Anytime, boys. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra! I don't have a lot of notes for the villains. <laughs> Same here. Uh, I have one note for Ada. Um, I I don't know if, if yeah. we have anything else. Um, do you want to start with Ada, or do you have anyone else you'd rather talk about? No, go ahead with Ada. So my really my one only note about Ada is at one point she she uh, she and uh, Radcliffe are talking, and um, so uh, Radcliffe tells her not to to kill anyone else right and so um she basically replies to him saying oh no it's it's your fault uh she says uh quote my apologies i only follow your directives so she's basically blaming him for the fact that she's killed people before and thinks killing is okay um it's fair so i mean on radcliffe at that point yeah he didn't throw in like the asimov's three laws of robotics which you know being Assuming he's read that because he's probably a nerd, he probably should have done something like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Instead, he probably left it like, well, if you do something bad, that's how you learn that it is bad. Otherwise, how, how do you learn that murder is bad? It's true. It's true. I mean, it's it's true for most superheroes, and she is supposed to save people. 
But strangely enough, exactly. not be bulletproof. <laughs> exactly. Well, maybe yeah. that's a different model. You know, you got to have like different versions of the LMD. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. My only note for Ada is that she's becoming argumentative and ambitious. So that should be worrying for Radcliffe. Yeah, it should be. I mean, last week, okay, it made sense. Like at first, you know, as, as the episode was going, you're like, oh, this isn't good. But then we found out, oh, no, that one was completely under his control. He just like scripted it all and, and everything. So, but now the one he, you know, knows and trusts essentially is, uh, is uh, definitely getting out of his control there. That's true. Yeah. I mean, that's all I really have for Ada and Radcliffe. All right. Now I have one uh, note for Yuri Zykin. Zalkin? Okay. Zykin? The guy they captured. <laughs> um, I'm disappointed in him because he said there was a 13% chance of success when he could have used 12 and I could have had a new clip in our 12% of the plan section. Ah, <laughs> uh, if only. Also, it's hinting at like who their boss is. Um, and we'll get to this when they reveal who his boss is, but it makes more sense if you know the original plan. But we'll get there. A little tease for the future. <laughs> okay. I completely forgot what the original plan was, so good to know. Okay. Alright. Um, anything else for villains? Uh, no. I've got nothing else. I mean, we were kind of villain light this episode, so yeah. Yeah. I feel like there were a lot of villains, but there weren't a lot of ca- villain characters. Like, we had a bunch of those watchdog guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. But, like, they didn't talk much. They, they were really just a lot of red shirts. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to the guy in the chair. Mm-hmm. Guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people. With abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. Who do you want to start with? <laughs> uh, I mean, I didn't really write down any notes. I mean, the only guy in the chair I can think of is Talbot, but I don't I don't know who else was well, even in this episode. Good, because that's all I had to. I was like, if I forgot <laughs> anybody. <laughs> all right. Uh, so what have you got for him? Um, is his ambition just to take over S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. I, I I think maybe. Oh, sorry. He moves quickly to like take charge, which might just be his personality. But it seems like he's taking every opportunity to be lead shield. I mean, that makes sense as his personality. But I I thought that the reason he wanted to take over shield, or in this specific instance, was uh. Because he didn't want anyone else finding out about the super soldier serum that they were giving Mace. I mean, that's true. But he, I mean, I mean, then he, if he was really thinking about that, would he give um, Simmons bright pink clearance or whatever he gave her? (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, Wait, that Talbot gave her? Yeah, Talbot gave her the clearance to be higher to do um, the research and need to find the plane. Oh, but that's right. If he, yeah. yeah, if he was really concerned about her finding out the serum, he would have known what clearance would have done that. Well, I mean, unless he just doesn't know how the clearance works. Like everyone yeah. else, because it's a weird rainbow of things. <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> I mean, he's not as smart as his mustache uh, makes you believe. So. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, but when Simmons finds out about Mace's secret, he pulls a real dick move because they're still looking for the plane. And he sends everybody out of the room, the people who are doing the work to find the plane. <laughs> when he could have just taken himself, Fitz and Simmons, to like Mace's office. Which would have been much better. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I, it was just a power move. 
and he doesn't understand or care about finding those people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, it would be um, Mace, yes, important. It would be so much easier for him if Coulson was just gone forever. I mean, it definitely would be because, I mean, that's someone who's threatening his power. So, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yep. Yeah. I think that's all I have for Talbot, unless you have anything else. Nope, that's that's all I have. Yeah. All right, twelve uh, percent of the plan. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself twelve percent with credit. Twelve percent. An argument can be made for fifteen. Twelve percent. Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm twelve minutes older than you. Go. What percentage? I don't know. Twelve percent. Twelve percent? That is not a plan barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am groomed. So what is better than 11%? What the hell does that have to do with anything? Yeah, I've got uh, one thing. Okay. I too have one, but uh, why don't you go first? Alright, Um, I like that they call out that they're former Hydra and they're using Hydra tech. Because, I mean, we haven't seen Hydra in like a season. <laughs> and they're not just all gone. That's true. They're not Chitari. You don't kill the head and they all collapse. <laughs> That's right. You kill the head and then two more show up. Now we're waiting on that. I don't know. <laughs> eh, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, um, so the one thing that I had, um, I watched the recap uh, of this episode at the, at, the, at the beginning of this episode. And one of the things that they highlighted was a conversation Colson and director Mace had previously. Uh, I don't remember when it was, but he said, uh, I asked for someone with powers and got you. Now I know we talked about this before, but it double feels like Colson had zero say in who the new director would be. Um, like he, the, someone else just came up to him and said, yep, it's going to be this guy. Uh, and, and that was it. Um, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, pretty, it, pretty accurate yeah they, yeah it makes sense it, it really fits this whole situation because especially the uh the thing about the super serum because uh was it may said that it was tuned to his dna so mm -hmm. it makes sense yeah i mean they probably asked for his recommendation they said they need a super powered person and i've said this before he wanted captain america <laughs> which i uh -huh. think if cap didn't go awol in a civil war he'd be a great uh Leader of Shield. Yeah, would be. Um, you think Tony Stark decided? Nah, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Maybe like after the events of Civil War, he just like left that whole world entirely. Because we never find out anything about that after between Civil War and Infinity War. Yeah, I'm trying to think. He what does he do? <clears throat> He teaches Spider-Man. He goes to India in Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then he makes a nano suit and he sells his um, his tower. It's all we know what happens between uh, Infinity War and Civil War. Um, so yeah, I guess he's too busy. <laughs> okay, alright, yeah. I mean, he's like one of the last heroes. If anything goes down, he needs to be ready. But I guess it would be good to have a support team like S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. All right. All right. Um, I think we're good. We've we've uh, rambled on enough. Uh, let's go ahead and rate the episode. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? So, Tony, how do All you right. think that we should rate this episode? Alright, Al, how many super soldier steroids, not exactly a serum, would you give this episode? <laughs> um, hmm. uh, I'm gonna go in the three range. I definitely think it's middle of the road. I'm glad that we got some answers around Mace, and finally, like, okay, he's not actually powered. We, you know, the whole reveal and all that stuff. Um, and it makes sense, especially because, you know, ever since the first episode of the season, there's been something we weren't supposed to trust about him. And now we know mm -hmm. exactly what that was. Yeah. Um, 
And now he's just a really friendly guy without powers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so I'll, I'll, middle rope. Yeah, I'll give it a three out also. I mean, nothing nothing spectacular. We got a few good scenes, but it's not memorable. I'll probably forget why Mace has powers again in the future. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> All right. You ready to close it out? Yeah, we'll go ahead and close it out. Um, All right, everyone, uh, really quickly, keep an eye out for uh, our Christmas episode, which we'll be dropping sometime within the next uh, week, um, within the next few days, at least. Um, And after that, join us for uh, the continuation of this season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll be talking about Season 4, Episode 11, Wake Up. and also, in the meantime, follow us on Twitter. We're at MCU underscore Rewind. And also, give us a rating on uh, whatever your favorite podcast app is that you give ratings on. Anyway, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, signing off. Have a marvelous holiday. I'm a flag waving patriotic nephew of my Uncle Sam, a rough riding, fighting Yankee man. And I enjoy the liberty of being what I want to be. And achieving any goal that I can I was taught to turn the other cheek But Teddy used to say Walk soft and pack a big stick But never walk alone